Hashem, we started last time. We spoke about the ideas of Shmi and Dibur and a little bit of Talmud. And importantly, we mentioned this idea, which was really, you know, my uh, uncovering. I've never seen anybody else do it before, but I do believe it's true, at least through a lot of the Kinyanim. And I don't know if we'll get to where I gets problematic, but it'll definitely be nice until then. And the first four are the Kinyanim, what I call the first floor, which is really a person's like initial relationship to Chachma. And we'll see and we'll appreciate it better as we get to the second floor and the third floor, what that means. And uh, as always, I don't know exactly the order we're going in, but in the meantime, it looks like a good order. And we emphasize Shmi and D, where obviously just talking about Talmud. Talmud, of course, is so necessary. If you're not, if you're not in it, you're not learning. So it's funny. You know, there's different lines that are said, but there's some line out there that people who spoke about Derech Halim didn't get that far. The people actually learned got a lot further. That's just one uh, sharp way to say it, you know. But uh, you have to talk about Derech Halim also, of course, but obviously you have to learn. And it's uh, funny sometimes that people could spend a lot of time talking about how to learn and then I say learn and spend all this time on, you know, writing articles about Derech Halim, but then you check they weren't in Yeshiva that long and don't spend that much time. But then after that, so Talmud's obvious. And we're talking about these first four ideas as a room. You'd say that's like I'm in the room. I got into the I got into the floor. It's a big floor, and you know the main room maybe of the floor is Talmud, and I'm doing that. But afterwards, the Shmian Dibur that we spoke about, and we made a cabal about to try to really hear something well and try to really say something well. And often we don't hear things well. We don't say things well. We don't hear exactly what someone else wants. We might not even pay attention to them. And it's so important because you can miss the whole concept. You miss, he said, not as opposed to yes. And he said, Rambam as opposed to Ramban. And he said this and not that. So you have to listen really well to hear what someone really wants, what the Torah wants. And you have to speak well. And speaking itself also, he said, helps person catch his mistakes, his errors. The mashal I like to bring is like a dream. Just like a dream, everything makes sense. And you wake up and it's like, you know. I wonder sometimes even people have, get into problems. They could dream of a fight they had with someone, and in their head it kind of lingers as a fight, even though it wasn't low do boom, low do boom, yar. You know, you have these dreams. But anyway, but the point I wanted to bring out was that sometimes we have a dream, and when we wake, and everything here's the point: feel that that everything makes sense at the dream state. You wake up and suddenly, oh, how did that work again? I was here and I was there. It doesn't make any sense. So the same thing happens about kids. What we call when you're awake. When you think about something and then when you speak it out, it all makes sense. This answers this. This is the way to do this. And then I say, okay, let me just speak it out. What I'm trying to say and suddenly you catch something makes no sense. So fever is so important in terms of transferring the Torah, giving it over. And so important in, in terms of understanding it ourselves before we give it over. And that's why a person has to work on that and getting the exact right words. I don't think I, if I mentioned this last time, I don't believe I did, but Leichter told me that he, one of the times that he first, realized how great his Rebbe, Rebbe Yonason David is, of course, Rebbe Leichter's famous Rebbe is Revolva, but Rebbe Leichter very much definitely has, for decades, had a, another Rebbe called Rebbe Yonason David, who is alive and well, unfortunately lost his wife, the great Rebbe Zimbruya recently. I think it's still Tokshloshim, but Rebbe Yonason was a very great Rebbe, Rebbe Leichter, and, and is, and a great uh, Godel, has hundreds of Talmidim. And Rebbe Leichter said to me one time that he heard Rabbi Yonason in two different contexts say a marshal for something or an explain a certain idea and use the exact same words. Then he appreciated how well 
Rabbi Yonason was worked out. I think what he meant was he's not stumbling. And, you know, and a lot of times I know I'll move from like one muscle to another and kind of have the idea. And Rabbi Yonason had the words, exactly the words he wanted to say. And that was it. Those are two very big kochas in learning. Shmi and Diva. And you start to get a feel. So there's Talmud. I'm learning a lot. And now I'm listening well. And I'm speaking well. So we're almost ready for the next floor. But before that next floor, there's one more room. And that is the next Mishnah. And that's called Bina Salev. And I'm very excited to speak about this because I think in a certain way, that's going to be even a bigger Kiddush. I think when we think about learning, we realize we have to learn. And I think we realize we have to listen. And I think we realize we have to speak. But I don't think we realize we have we need Bina Salev. So what is Bina Salev? So I'll give some general definition here. This is from the Maral and the Tefaris Yisrael. Dato v'libo ala davar. Maral says, this is a sikum, a summary of his language, but here's the idea that the Maral speaks out. Dato v'libo, his understanding and his heart is on the thing. V'yavin v'libo heitev. And he understands in his heart well. Now, one important comment, Lave sometimes is used to reward, refer to the emotional world. Like we talk about a lot, have heart, love someone, I love you, etc. But more often, I believe, it's really referring to something in the intellectual world. I think so. But I think here it's talking about that also. I don't think it means like to understand an emotional way. I think it's talking about some level of understanding. I don't know exactly at this point how to express the difference between Lave and Moach, but the way we're going to talk about it in our VOD is going to be You'll see, but it's not necessarily in emotion. Um, it's in into intellect. And I'll try to explain a little bit more what it is in intellect. So, Bina Salev means, means he's given over to understanding, and he really, as we say, he really understands it well. The Teferi Sisrol adds, to reflect on what you've learned, and to be able to take one thing to the next, right? That's the meat of Bina, Bina Yisera. A woman can pick up on a little thing and create a whole picture, which a lot of times the men are astounded how that they figured it out, right? That's the Bina Yisera that a woman has to be able to build from something. So the Tferi Sorel adds part of Bina Salev is a, the ability of Bina, Bina Salev, to reflect on what's there and to build further with this idea. Oh, I understand this idea, and according to this, 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 and this, and this. All these things are going to fall, fall out. So, by the way, before we go further, I do want to mention that some of Farshim, the Medrashmul, and the Ruach Haim connect this to what came before, which was Arich HaSasayim, right? Talmud, Shmiya Sa'ozen, Arich HaSasayim, Binasalev. So there's a Seder, just like we're finding a Seder. They found a Seder, of course. And the Seder is that through speaking, you get to understanding. When, you're, when you do the Arichas Asayim the right way, then that leads directly to Bina Salev. Right? When you're Choser, you can understand something well. You can understand the first time. But there's a connection between speaking and understanding. Okay, I wanted to put that down. We're not going to go further into that, but let's get back to what Bina Salev is. So to really understand something, 
and to understand to the point to where you can build off it, to really put yourself to the understanding, to really understand it well, and to understand the point you can build off of it. So to clarify a little better what this is, I want to speak about the many challenges to this and share the good news and the bad news. Okay? And I think we talk we'll see the or. What is it not? What is Bina Saleh not? Right? Because you know, one of the main problems, Revolvo is just speaking about Musser. A person thinks Musser said is every page of Mr. Sharm is saying the same thing. Be good and from, be good and from, be good and from, be good and from, be good and from. And then you read Chobos Lavovos, and the message is be from and good, be from and good, be from and good, be from and good, be from and good. And then you missed everything. And then, it, or then you just break it down. And Slobodka's about Godless Sodom, and Avardik was depressed, and Kalm was orderly. Let's have lunch. Yeah, we have to try to understand better what, what's being isolated. I mean, learning is all about thinking, right? So what is it? So first off, it's Venus Halev is definitely not about learning things fast to just get through them. Now, I don't mean just rushing through a daf in eight minute, eight minute daf or the 12 minute daf. Now they're gonna soon they're gonna have like the half minute reality daf, right? We're not we're not into barming that. We're not we're not even talking about that, right? I'm not talking about just you know learning so fast it's questionable whether it's even a mitzvah Talmud Torah, right? If a person just doesn't understand the what they're reading. Now, I'm talking about but Let's say I, I read, uh, and if someone has a quick tfisa, and I'll emphasize that, that's going to relate to the bad news, but someone who's really, really fast, and he can read a Gemara or a Rambam really fast, and he has a basic understanding. Again, if you have no basic understanding, it's not even Talmud Torah, right? But, right, it might be a good idea to familiarize, but you're not, right? You have to have this basic level one must understand. So, but one is a fast tfisa, he grasps things quickly, and he can hear quickly, and he gets the words right away. He can even say it back. That's not being a slave, okay? It's also not adding a lot of mafarshim. Now we go deeper. It's not even having everything calculated and having a lot of your questions answered. It's after you've done all that to whatever extent, each person can do that. And I know from the person listening, we all have our own boundaries where we get to in learning. And we're, this is not a vada on Derech Halimud. It's not a vada on trying to get people to learn at a different level, come back to Yeshiva and go to Ravashar Ali share. That's not what it's about. But each person listening, myself included, the men and the women, can have a certain level of understanding based on your training and based on your time and all that, based on your Seder, that you can grasp something at a certain point. And it's once you've grasped it that now the Venus slave comes in, as I understand. For sure, it's doing those first steps, right? Let's say if we're a person's just learning Gemarashi, a person learning Gemarashi tells us. It means that I'm going through carefully and thoroughly, could be quickly also a little bit, doesn't have to, doesn't have to mean very slow. And it could be you learn Mepharshim and you read the bottom. But it means now once you have something in your hand with a certain clarity, now you really try to start to understand what it really is. Like the Maral said, I want to understand this well. Again, this first, there's, uh, I, I make a lot of calculations in learning and a lot of, without calculating things and asking questions and asking steers and going back and forth, you don't, you don't have your foot in the first base in learning. But now at the end of the day, you, you get words. 
that means something to you. This is what Chazaka means. This is what Rov means. This is what Shema is. This is what this is what this is what this is what Moshe Rabbeinu was. Whatever it is. this is what this Tvar means. This is what Chesed is. Right? There's some thought. Yeah. Now, of course, part of being a slave is developing that whole thing. But now you have something. Now, now you try to really, really grasp what it is. It's like a little more. I don't want to use the word meditative. But like the very sort of Lisbon, and now, now I, re- I reflect on it. I have it, and now, and now I, I I sit with it a little bit. I sit with it a little bit, right? What's the essence of the thing? After the source, and after the questions and answers. Now that's why it was so important in my mind to talk about what it's not, because I think myself also I don't fall into the gra- trap of learning anything really fast. Of course, I, I, my head doesn't work that fast, and also, you know, Baruch Hashem, I'm well enough trained not to do that, that that's not what it is, just to fly through things and think I finished them and not know what's going on. And I'm trained enough not to know that. But I personally can get to a certain point where I grasp something and now it's like, okay, next, you know, next. No, 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 not next. Now that you have the basic picture of something, go into it, think about it, delve into it, right? Feel it, live it, you know, and come in touch with it. Now, First, we have to give a general idea of what it is. And of, of course, I agree. It's the first steps also, right? It's going through the questions, but it's something, what I'm trying to emphasize here, friends, is that it's past the questions and past the calculations and past the back and forth. And once I've arrived to realize I haven't arrived yet, and I still have to now sit and soak into it, soak into the idea and and and, and understand it in its essence. What, what is it really saying? What's it saying to me? What's this idea really about? What does it mean? What's its what's its implication to be bona further from it, like the very Israel says? What's the bad news? Okay. And what's the good news? And the bad news and the good news is two sides of the same coin. You can be really smart at the other stuff, but it doesn't mean that you will be good at being a salave unless you apply yourself. It could be if you're, you know, a very brave person and you apply yourself, you might good at it. I'm, I don't mean you'll definitely be bad at it, but you won't perforce be bad at it. But excuse me, you won't be perforce be good at it. And this is where some, even like what we call Iluyim, get thrown off because they're very, very good at slicing through things and asking lots of kashas and boom, 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 boom. Now when you ask them, like, well, what, what is it really? So sometimes they don't have the patience or they don't, they don't realize they should go into that, but they don't spend time like, um, they don't spend time in its in the juices of the thing to really get their hair, like we use the word in Yiddish, to really understand being a slave that they're hard and they're, there's no need for the hard. It's not given over. They're just playing. They're just doing cheshbonus, 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 and making the thing get out of all of its questions. Right. The goal is just to get something that doesn't have lots of questions. No, but now you got out of the questions. That means now you understand what it is. So now, what? So what's the point? What, what what's it all about? Yeah. You keep trucking along, you don't understand. So that's the bad news. The good news, I think, is the flip side of that. Is sometimes even if you're less good, and I have seen people like this at the other stuff, you're not that quick-minded. You, you're not super fast. Maybe it's difficult for you to break things down to compare and contrast, right? But you can be someone who really understands something in a good way once you've given, been given over the picture of what it is. That makes sense? So, yeah, I, 
it's it's deep understanding. And deep understanding implies more than calculation and more certainly than running through. And you can be really good at the calculations and the back and forth and things like that. But then you don't have the patience, mindset, uh, um, depth to sit and think, right? Like you can talk about like really bright people. I think something that someone's like really, really bright is someone who's deeper. Now deeper doesn't always mean because you learn a lot of morale and Kabbalah. It means someone who's like, thought about the essence of things, about what something is, and and sat in it, sat on the idea. And you can be someone who's, you know, like I said, I'm thinking about a certain friend of mine is less of a bright person. He happened to marry a very, very bright girl, but he wouldn't, you know, his IQ is probably a lot less than people, but he would take an idea and really delve into it. And the other part of the good news, I should say, is also that when you have this koch bina salev, a lot of times you don't need lots and lots of bikias. Now people are just like, you know, Especially today, there's so many Marmakomas available and so many good books and really amazing work's been done to to show a lot of the to show lots and lots of information you get. And you know, to someone who's quick minded and can balance a lot of information, that's very exciting. Other people just confuses them. So, but the good news is someone has been a slave, you don't need always a lot of information. Like, what what's the message in this thing? You know, just Lasabra Sos and Rashak used to say. Why does a person need you know, all this fancy Torah for a Muna? Look at an orange. You get a Muna for an orange. That would be a good example, right? When a Victor Miller or Shock spoke about getting a Muna to an orange, here's the person with Bina Saleh will say, ah, I can think about an orange and think about its color or something and, and think about that and delve into that and be moved by that and understand that and get a Muna from that. Another person would say, like, you know, give me some morals, give me some proofs, give me, give me something to work on. That's not, that's not juicy, right? So, but, so they're different people. But I think that's where we feel something like being a slave coming in, that the ability to take something simple and to think into it. And there, like I said, it could be someone who's less bright in the bright sense of the word, but they can have that cough of really getting understanding. Not because they're like musri or, or, or mushy. Not, it's not about that. It's about it's a koch and chachma to understand things and to appreciate what something is and to delve into it. You know, what is the message of the moon of an orange? You know, mazak, why, how? Yeah, I get that. You know, I'm not really fast and I can't throw lots of marmacomas over and I can't hold on to tons and tons of information, but I can delve into the message of the orange that's put in front of me and I get it. I hear it. That's, oh, I'm, I'm understanding that. I get it. I see, I see what he wanted to get to. I'm not very fast, but I get it. Yeah, makes sense. All right, you hear what I'm saying? So I think it's a very chashiv thing. That's my understanding. Again, the other parts, I'm not, you know, I'm speaking a little extreme. I don't mean that the back and forth is not part of. Obviously, when you give your heart over to something, you're also giving your heart over in the questions and answers. And the person who asks lots of good questions and answers and throws my marcomus around can also be in the mahalak of because he, he's giving his heart over into it. But what I do very much believe is true, and I want to emphasize that once you get past the stage of the back and forth, you know, there's definitely a level of being a slave which has to go on then to really think about it, okay? Now, here's my Kabbalah for this. So now, just, so finishing the floor, which I'll probably will repeat next time. I'm not sure where we're going to go with the next, and we'll, we'll work on this more. But, so this, to me, is the first floor of Chachma. And this rounds out, and now we're ready to take the, the escalator, if you want to take the elevator you could do that also and get to the second floor which is going to be things which meet us which which 
um, midos which help the chachma also, anava, simcha, etc. We'll see yira, right? But those already, that's the second floor, it's a different floor. This is the basic floor, and I love this. I think it was worth coming to the vod. If you, I don't, I, again, I never saw it in any saver. I learned it many, many times till I saw it. I actually only ran it to again in my notes. I'm so happy I did as I was looking for my notes because I, I had even forgotten and as it's coming more and more back to me. I know how I forgot it, but that the first floor is is every fits together. Talmud, Shmias Ozen, Arikus Sain Venus Lake. That's the that's the basic point. That's the basic um starting point of Chachmo, of being serious about Chachmo. The first four of the 48, right? That I I I'm learning all the time. My my ears are involved in this pursuit, and through the shmi, I'm listening. I'm speaking and my heart is given over it in the right way. That's a beautiful picture. Uh-huh. Learning, listening, speaking, deeply understanding. When you're on those, when you're when you're doing those four things. You're really, really, really doing well in terms of the pursuit of Chachma. That's the basis. Okay, so what's the what's the Kabbalah? Here's a Kabbalah I like to do as a Shem will do it myself, and it's going to be hard, and I'm going to try to make it easier, but not very hard and not very time consuming. But take something every day where the understanding is already clear to you, not Kashis and Terutzim. It could be a line in a Musa Sefer. It could be lying in the Gemara, it could be Rashi and Chumash, right? It could be the same thing day after day. It doesn't have to switch, but it could switch. And to think about it for 90 to 120 seconds on the clock. Okay. Now explain what I want to explain what on the clock means. This is something I do often. On the clock, what's the wrong way to do, do on the clock? Watch this. This is a bad way to wrong, bad way to do on the clock. For those listening to audio, I'll explain. To keep looking at your watch, you know, because it's on the clock. When I do something on the clock, I actually stretch now on the clock. So I set my phone. You can have a timer. You don't have to have a smartphone even. There are timers out there. There are watches that have alarm, but something, computer has an alarm. But right, set two minutes or set 90 seconds. And don't worry about it because when you look at your clock, then you're not focused because you're worried about the time. You know, did it pass yet? Did it not pass yet? Let someone else, the beauty of automation, as James Clear makes in his landmark book, Atomic habits is that it, let let someone else do the work for you. Don't let 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 the computer do the work for you. You focus, right? Now it's not that long, so there's no real good excuse not to do it. And see what happens. See 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 what unfolds. See that your mind, right? I'm not saying meditate. It's not meditation. It's not Easter, right? But it means that I take a line and I just let my mind think about it. Let my mind. Go into it a little bit. Not a kasha, not a kasha in the terrace. We're used to that. Not a calculation. How does this fit with? That's not what we're looking for. We're looking for being a slave, depth. What's this saying? What does that mean, right? What does it mean? Call us kashas. What does that mean? The beginning is difficult, the end it's it's light. You can kill someone else himself. What, what? What is this? Yeah? 90 seconds, 120 seconds on the clock. Okay? Every day. And that'll teach us a little bit to, to go into this mindset of being a slave. Not a hard avoda, but I think it's something we're not used to doing. We're used to, again, those, everybody who's involved in learning, you know, Gemara is involved in the back and forth of working things out. But now, 
something's worked out, now. I spent a few minutes just sitting in it. Okay? Good, Aaron. You got it? I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing to go into. Okay, we'll see what we do next week. It's been a pleasure. And that's Lachar Rabat, everybody.